CW Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Newscast. I am Lou Mangello from WDWRadio.com, trying to bring you a little bit of Disney magic anytime, anywhere with our newscast, podcast, trivia books, audio guides, iPhone apps, Celebrations Magazine, and lots more. You can find it all over at WDWRadio.com. This week's newscast is brought to you by our friends over at TouringPlans.com. Not only are they the brains and the research team behind the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World, but when you're going to the parks, they can save you, get this, up to four hours. That's you could be enjoying attractions instead of standing in lines. Speaking of lines... That's their mobile app. You can get it on any one of your mobile devices, but they also have crowd calendars, fast pass and return times and wait times and crowd calendars for the next year. Lots more, including a great blog. Go check them out over at touringplans.com slash WDW radio. Now, let's get into this week's Walt Disney World news. Uh, And the thing that I really want to talk about and concentrate on this week is something that we had spoken about earlier as a rumor, but earlier this week, Disney officially announced it as fact with the introduction of a new adventure game in the Magic Kingdom called Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. And of course, now I can't find the logo (laughs) that I was going to bring up, but they have a really cool logo for it. Um, What this is, is it's kind of a Kim Possible style game where you can choose your own adventure in the Magic Kingdom in an interactive format. No longer is going to the parks just going to be a passive experience. We've seen this already with some of the interactive cues. This really is sort of that next step in that very mysterious, possibly next-gen project that Disney has been talking about for the last couple of years. First we saw was Kim Possible uh, over in Epcot, where you received a uh, an older-style cell phone, a communicator uh, that was customized. It allows you to solve mysteries and follow clues throughout some of the countries in Epcot's World Showcase, while Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom is going to be what Disney calls a role-playing adventure. And we're already starting to see some installations of interactive windows and stations, particularly in Adventureland. There's one near the Adventureland veranda where they're currently doing the fairies meet and greets. And over by Pirates of the Caribbean, there's one being installed by the Torre de Cielo over there. Uh, You can actually also see some references to some names found in some of the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Speculation two, with the closing of the firehouse on Main Street a couple of months ago, this is when we first started talking about this, this rumor that that might be sort of the launch station for where your interactive adventure may begin. And because it's there, possibly also going to be in Liberty Square, maybe Frontierland, there's also speculation that this may be more than just something that takes place in one land, but actually may have multiple adventures throughout the entire park. Uh, Unlike the communicators, too, Disney is doing something different here because instead of getting a mobile device like that, they're going to use the technology, uh, from what we understand, that they use on the Disney Dream with cards like this one. Uh, The Disney Dream has the midship detective agency game where you're given a card, obviously with a number on it, and on the back side, you hold it up to a screen This code is read by whatever device or whatever kiosk or window, whatever it is, is there. And that uh, sort of kicks off and and begins that interactive element. Um, The story that we're getting here is that you are the Disney hero and you're setting out throughout the Magic Kingdom 
to vanquish a legion of some classic and maybe some new Disney villains as well. What that probably means also is that there's going to be multiple storylines, uh, lots of replayability, just like the Midship Detective Agency. There's one kiosk, but you could choose the adventure and the path that you want to follow. So if you want to solve the mysteries of the paintings or the puppies on the cruise ship, you can do that. It doesn't matter what cards you have. And again, you can go back and play as well. On the cruise, you're also given this. You're given your detective casebook, which has a lot of maps and guides in here as to where to find these things. Who knows, you might be getting something similar to that uh, in the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game as well. What um, Midship Detective Agency also uses is motion sensor technology to detect when the guests are there, allowing them to interact with things like these uh, paintings that come to life. I expect the same things in the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game as well. Um, I think that there's also going to be an opportunity here for not just interacting with pieces of art or some of these little windows, but possibly some of the existing attractions as well. The first thing that came to mind was the expanded queue over in the Haunted Mansion. Maybe some things may be coming to existing queues that have been expanded, possibly Winnie the Pooh. Peter Pan has been long rumored to be expanding that queue as that section of Fantasyland is going to retake shape. Um, speaking of Fantasyland, it also makes me wonder how much of this technology may be incorporated into the expansion of Fantasyland. Is this maybe the first sort of testing ground, the proving ground for what they're going to install there? We already know of Scuttle Scavenger Hunt in the under the... Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid attraction, wondering if this is going to be the same kind of technology used. This might be a good sort of real world, outdoor, in the elements kind of test of that. Uh, and I think the exciting and interesting part is not only the interactive element for it, but the fact that it's going to help out with the lines or maybe lack of them in cases like Dumbo over in Storybook Circus Land. And I think it also adds another layer. It adds a layer to that of that onion that I like to call it. You know, that first outer layer is just that, you know, basic enjoyment of the attractions. And as you dig deeper, there's storylines and there's details. And that's what this is going to allow you to do. Instead of looking down at a mobile device as you're wandering through the parks, you are, um, you're becoming part of the environment. You're interacting with the environment itself and hopefully making you learn more about what you're seeing, giving you a chance to uh, discover more of what the storylines are are as well. Uh, I think my personal opinion with this, um, you know, in this introduction of a more, much more interactive element that I think kids and adults, just like Midship Detective Agency was, you can do individually or you can do together as a group. It's a great family. It's a great sort of building experience as you try and solve these clues together and wander the park together, not just rush, racing from attraction to attraction, but because you're, you're now on a mission and you get that reward at the end when you solve, whether it's the crime or the mystery or whatever it might be, or here sort of vanquishing again, the, the Disney villains will certainly know more as the storyline becomes more developed. There is no uh, start date yet for when this is going to take place. We're expecting uh, probably uh, either the end of the year or the beginning of 2012. Not really sure. Um, and my feeling is with this type of introduction, uh, as opposed to something where you might have to look down at a device and maybe be missing the interactivity, not only with your environment, but with your family and friends as well, is I think that to sort of, you know, with a paint with a very, very broad stroke here, I think this is something 
that Walt would have liked. I think this is that next step in the progression of the guest experience. Disneyland took his storytelling from a two-dimensional element in his films and animated movies into a three-dimensional stage. Now, it's no longer a passive experience where you're sitting and watching or listening or whatever it might be. You are now very much immersed in that environment. And yes, I think that may be something that Walt would have liked to have seen had the technology uh, caught up with his desire to tell that story. But I want to know what you guys think. I want to know, do you like this? Do you like this additional layer? Again, it's not something you have to do. Um, it, I would expect that like Midship Detective Agency and Kim Possible, it will be free. So again, it's it's completely optional and at no additional cost we would expect. Do you like that? You know, Do you like this sort of opportunity to engage your family or do it solo and walk through the parks and add that layer to it? Um, I saw Henry say already, it's going to force you to look up. Henry, the same thing I've been preaching for oh so many years, to look up and look around. Disney Mama says, I love interactivity. It adds another element to the experience. Uh, WW Obsessed would love if it was themed to Kingdom Keepers. Uh, Ray says, it sounds interesting, much better than uh, Kim Possible. Mike says, I think it's going to be great. Very Kingdom Keepers-esque. I certainly agree. Zana from Zanaland says, new adventures are always fun. I agree. I think this is something for the repeat visitor that's been a hundred times that now is looking for something new to do, as well as that first time guest that, you know, while you're walking around or while you're standing in lines, you've got something else to do. You know, you're putting uh, an element, you, you find the fun and snap the queue's a game. Literally, the queue becomes a game and what you are walking through becomes a game. Forgive that oh-so-obscure reference to Mary Poppins. Um, Kingdom Kitty says, I hope it takes you to some hidden treasures in the Magic Kingdom like Kim Possible does in Epcot. I think it will. Based solely on where I'm already seeing some of these installations taking place, I will guarantee no guest walks over and looks closely at the Torre de Cielo, that clock tower that sits outside the fortress that houses the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Uh, now when you're over in that area, uh, by Adventureland, by the Adventureland veranda, by the Dole Whip, you have something else to do other than stand online for a Dole Whip. Uh, and I think, like Kim Possible, it's going to make people stop and sort of look over your shoulder and listen to see what is it, what are you doing, and how do I get a chance to play? How do I get a chance to do that? Um, uh, Walt Semi says, yeah, they could do a lot with things like Tom Sawyer Islands. Um, Tony says, I like that it's autonomous to the park, not directly based upon a show or movie. Tony, it's a great point. So unlike Kim Possible, you don't need to have any sort of base or frame of reference as to who the character is or what the stories are. You can just go in because it's about Walt Disney World. It's about those classic Disney characters. Great, great point. Uh, will it be intrusive for non-players, says Eric444? I don't think so. It never was on the Disney Dream. It, it sort of, again, as passers-by looked over, they were sort of very curious. Even Kim Possible does not interfere with the guest experience because it is so subtle. I think about places like Japan and Norway where it is very, very subtle. Even the UK sort of built in to what's already there. It's not taking anything away. It's not obstructing anything. And that's what I like about it. It brings elements to life. And if you've been to France, if you've done France's one, you see that that some of those windows and some of those little vignettes really do actually come to life. Um, Mouse Lap says, I prefer the card instead of the phone. Mouse Lap, I agree with you uh, because number one, you don't have to worry about, again, 
looking down to interact. You don't you take that technology out of it. Uh, this is very easy. It's very easy to understand. You just hold it up and it reads it. So you're looking at the environment. You're not looking down at the device. And again, if you have a group of people trying to crowd around a small screen, that's obviated now because the screen is not here. It's all around you. It, it is in that attraction, in that queue, in that corner, wherever it might be. Um, let's see. Um, Kingdom Kitty says, my mother won't have to figure out the phone. Um, how do you feel about the idea of a scare factor for kids? My daughter gets pretty scared by Kim Possible. Uh, you know, I honestly, I have never seen that before as far as a fear factor for it. Um, you know, my kids who were, uh, I think the first time they did it was probably four or five and five and six, and they really enjoyed it. Again, having never seen Kim Possible before, they liked what that additional element was. That made them really enjoy World Showcase on a completely new level. I think that's going to do that uh, here as well. I think the Magic Kingdom is a great place to do it as well. Again, because the characters before the because the scenarios are familiar. Again, turning it all back to Walt, the Magic Kingdom is a place where everybody can go and have fun together. People talk about not enough for kids to do in this park, or they won't like World Showcase. Certainly, for Magic Kingdom, there is something for everybody there. Um, let's see. Uh, people are talking about possibly adding this to some of the other parks. Um, Henry says there's a lot of quiet zones in the park, just not around the Dole Whip stand. Um, I wonder if they'll limit the number of players at a time, otherwise it might get crowded. I don't know how they do it with uh, Kim Possible as far as times, they sort of stagger times to when you can play. Think about it, sort of a fast pass type of system. Um, Scott from Omaha says, I think this would be great in Animal Kingdom. And Scott, I have to believe that this is probably just that first step you know, this is sort of the first step, I think, in what we're seeing. This is, and this is not what Disney's saying, but this is almost a test. It's a test of a lot of those questions that you guys are asking about, you know, doing it as a group, interference with other guests, uh, this sort of technology out in the parks, how it's going to affect the crowds and the times. But I think it's sort of that very first step towards what is coming with this, again, this very mysterious sort of next-gen technology that they're talking about, this customizing and personalizing and making the experience more interactive for guests, I think is what we're going to start seeing over the next few months, certainly over the next few years. Uh, I think some of the things that we look today as pretty standard when we go to the parks are going to be replaced by some of this technology, which again, I believe is not going to be intrusive, but instead be very, very helpful and again, enhance the guest experience completely. Uh, Crispy is asking, is it pay to play? Crispy, I would say no, only because um, the Midship Detective Agency is not, and neither is Kim Possible. So I'm guessing that this isn't as well. Uh, Jay Miller says, right, as Walt says, it's plussing it. This is definitely plussing the experience. And it's if you want to do it, just like on the Disney Dream, you didn't have to do it to appreciate the interactive art but it added that level to it if you wanted to play the game. And that's what this is. It lets you play a game without having to have your kids, you know, playing on their iPad or playing on their iPhone to keep them occupied in line. Now you're doing it together and the attractions and the environment becomes the game board and you are sort of one of those game people. You are, you are the shoe in the Monopoly game of the Magic Kingdom. You are very much a part of, of being on the... Um, the game Pony Girl says, I think it's a great idea for all ages. 
would definitely be uh, interested in doing it. Mac Attack is asking when the project's going to be done. Again, we're expecting probably early 2012, I think is probably the safest bet. Uh, again, they're able to get this installed, tested up and running before the Fantasyland expansion begins, which I think is a great idea. Um, Becky makes a great point. All of a sudden, lines aren't as negative anymore. You know, now lines become part of what you're doing. And I think this also affords you the opportunity to, like Kim Possible, it lets you engage other guests as well because they come over and say, what is that sound? What are you guys doing? Where did you get that from? How did you, you know, how do you play this game? What does it cost? So it gives you a chance to uh, engage other guests as well. Um, yeah, Freiburg says definitely lines are about to become a lot more interactive. Um, and Murphy's talking about it would be cool if the game that you knew you had a park hopper made you go park to park to play. And Murphy, I think that's going to happen. I think you're going to see it's going to be beyond you just getting a number on a card. You're going to have things that are gonna, the game is going to know who you are, what you've played, where you've been, what you've done, not in a creepy kind of privacy kind of way. But oh, wow, that is amazing. It knows that I've been here already. It knows that I've been back here a couple times or I've got a fast pass for Peter Pan in a little while. So I, I need to sort of move the opportunity here. I think it is really endless. And and boy, to be a fly on the wall in one of those next gen meetings would be uh, would be really incredible. Um does this mean that standing in lines will become an attraction? Maybe, if you so want it to be. And that's the great thing. It's, it's completely optional. Um, the concept art is is very cool. We'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I'll put a link to the Disney Parks blog. That's where they release this information. And those some of those first pictures of what it's going to be. You can see a kid, and I believe his dad, holding up one of these cards to a screen. I think you see Maleficent in the background. So um, this... Uh, Again, like Mark says, you know, he loves a Haunted Mansion queue, makes the wait so much more enjoyable. Anything that goes another level up is just amazing to wait for. I agree. If they put this in the queues, imagine how much it would entertain everyone else who isn't on the quest. I, Peggy says, yeah, I spent as much time playing in the Haunted Mansion queue as I did on the attraction. Um, so, yeah, it'll be very, very interesting to see. Again, uh, watching guests and having done it myself on the Disney Dream I loved it. I loved the level of um, the other sort of, again, I keep talking about that layer of the onion, but again, it engaged things like having, you know, classic Disney characters in there. It forced you to go and explore the ship by having you go and look for some of this enchanted artwork. And that's what I hope that this does in the Magic Kingdom. It almost forces you to appreciate those incredible details and stories that are there. Uh, I am very, very excited about this, but I would love to hear from you uh, beyond um, those of you who are watching live in the chat room. Please come by the show notes over at WDWRadio.com. I'm going to post this week's video there. Uh, click on podcast or click on the blog. Click on the newscast for September 7th and please come and comment there or on our YouTube channel over at YouTube.com slash WDWRadio. Do you like this idea? What are the pros? What are the cons? Uh, what makes you excited about it? Is this something that you would do alone or with your family? And uh, and how do you think that maybe this technology can even be utilized even more so than beyond this? And wondering, again, what the future might hold for this game, for existing attractions, for Fantasyland, for other parks, maybe even the resorts. You never know. 
I think this, again, very much that first phase. And we'll be looking back on this years later and saying, wow, remember when they just had those little cards and now it's wristbands or whatever it's going to be. So again, very, very interesting to see what's going to happen. But again, I certainly want to, um, I certainly want to hear from you guys and sort of tying into this and this interactivity. Again, we talked about things like uh, starting off with the simple interactive cues in Soren in Space Mountain, then with the midship detective agency over in the Disney Dream, it became more interactive. We've got this coming to to uh, the Magic Kingdom, uh, and to tie into something that I want to remind you guys about that's going on next week. I'm actually heading out for you. I'm heading out to Aulani over in Hawaii, Disney's newest vacation club resort, and out there there is a similar type of game. I don't know a lot of the details. And that's on purpose because I want to experience it firsthand. I want to be that guest that hits the ground blindly and gets a chance to experience it without any sort of preconceived ideas. But from what I understand, they have this this trail that's going to wind you through the resort with possibly the same same type of technology or some type of other digital interactive technology. And I'm going to bring that to you in a couple of different ways. In addition to recording for the show, shooting video while they're out there, I'm also gonna try and live broadcast as much as possible once I hit the ground in Aulani. If you visit wdwradio.com slash Aulani, A-U-L-A-N-I, you'll find out more information there. I'll continue to keep you guys updated as well. Uh, again, trying to bring as much of that experience to you as possible, much like we did with the D23 Expo. More videos coming from there as well. Stay tuned to the blog tomorrow. Also, a quick reminder, October 1st is not only the 40th anniversary of Walt Disney World, but it's also the 40-hour live WDW radio broadcast. As you may remember, last year I did a 24-hour live broadcast from Walt Disney World in part to raise money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. We couldn't just do 24 hours again. It had been done and uh, in my sleep-deprived state, I said, well, it's 40 years. It makes sense to do 40 hours. So beginning very early on Saturday, October 1st, 2011, we'll be coming to you live for 40 hours straight from Walt Disney World. You can visit WDW Radio Live for more information or go to wdwradio.com slash 40. That'll tell you a little bit more about what we're going to do. Again, more details to come as we get closer. Waiting to hear what, if anything, Disney has planned for Walt Disney World's 40th. But there's a lot of opportunity to experience a lot of what's going on there in the parks, including the Food and Wine Festival and the Wine and Dine Half Marathon. We'll definitely be going to the Wine and Dine post-race after party. And we'll be bringing you the box along there with us. So if you can't make it there in person, definitely follow along. And this year, we have a, a really big, important aspect to it, and that is the charity. We will be, again, raising money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation through our Dream Team project. I'll put links in this week's show notes. Again, you can also find uh, links to that over at www.radio.com slash 40. And even if you're not there in person, we have a, a fun way for you guys to participate and donate and um, and maybe get something else in return. So stay tuned for more details. Again, that's all going to start early Saturday, October 1st, and you can hopefully not see it end at Celebration Hospital about 40 hours later. So to all of you who are watching in the box, thank you very much. To our friends over at touringplans.com, thank you again for sponsoring this and every 
episode of the WW Newscast. Uh, don't forget to visit www.radio.com for the blog. We've got a lot of great stuff going on there, a lot of new contributors. We've got Contest, the Disney Book Club, the Disney WW Radio Exchange. Come by, check that out. See some of your questions answered by a panel of Disney experts, literally from around the world. Uh, lots of other good stuff coming there. You can be part of the community, be part of the family by visiting the WW Radio discussion forums or come and meet us in person by visiting DisneyMeets.com. There's also trivia books and audio guides and iPhone apps and Celebrations Magazine. The holiday issue, come order the holiday issue, pre-order it right now over at CelebrationsPress.com. I know I am probably forgetting a lot, but most importantly, I don't want to forget to say thank you to all of you guys for taking the time to tune in, to watch, to chat, to listen, to comment, whatever it might be. I am sincerely, sincerely grateful. So until next week, hopefully live from Alani and again on October 1st for the 40-hour show. Thank you again for listening. I am Lou Mangiello from www.radio.com. Thanks again. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. Thank you.